Welcome back to the Bentley Even Diamond Talk Radio Show. We sit down with head coach Kevin Griffin. Uh, coach, uh, your softball team is off to a great start. There's really no way to put it uh, other than that. You're 8-0 to start the season. You went uh, you went 4-0 this weekend at the Fontbonne Tournament. Uh, let's talk about this weekend because uh, obviously after you picked up a couple of wins at home, a couple of series sweeps at home, uh, you go on the road for really the first time this year and it kind of kicks off a lengthy road stint for you. You can take on some good programs, hope, uh, Carroll, Grinnell, and Illinois College. And you pick up four wins. When you go into these weekends, I'm sure that uh, you, you've got in your mind, okay, I want to come out with three wins, or, or obviously you would love to come out with all four. But to pick up a sweep in your first kind of road stint of the year against these kind of caliber programs uh, really has got to kind of set you all off on, on a, a really big momentum swing. Yeah, I was really proud of our team and their mentality. We got up there and first pitch in that game one, on Saturday was 34 degrees. Yeah. And you got to be really mentally tough to play in those conditions. And we played really well. We pitched it really well uh, in that game. And then it warmed up a little bit, got up to 42 <laughs> for game two. And then it was beautiful uh, on Sunday. I think the temperature was like 78 degrees. So, um, but to jump out to a start that we did uh, and play as well as we did, it, it was uh, – pretty eye-opening to tell what this team could be yeah. moving forward let's kind of go game by game and, and then I want to kind of look at the big picture uh you start things off with Hope College on Saturday that's your game one you win three to one uh Kennedy Carruth goes the distance allows just one hit one run struck out 11 uh, she continues her torrid start in the circle uh for y'all but uh it was a big day obviously Hope's a good team three to one is a close score line but when you look at the hits you out hit them nine to one you probably left a couple opportunities on base it felt like y'all were once you got the lead in the third. It felt like y'all were in the control the rest of the way. Uh, but Kennedy Carruth continues to set the tone in the circle. I think that's the big takeaway. Uh, another complete game, double digit strikeouts, and and giving y'all a chance to win every time she gets the ball. Yeah, anytime you you get a two run lead, you feel pretty good with Kennedy in the circle. And you know, based on our schedule, I felt like she should have been pitcher of the week in the conference uh, based on who we played and the numbers that she put up. But uh, I guess we have to spread the wealth around the conference, I suppose. But um, she's really good, and she's not really at her best right now, and she would tell you that. Um, her, she's putting up great numbers, and she's still working through some things with a few pitches. And um, But even when she's not at her best, she's better than most. You fast forward to game two, you take on Carroll in game two. Uh, similar kind of theme, you fall behind uh, to start. You, you fell behind 2 nothing in the third, but you bounce back. Three runs in the fifth, a run in the sixth, you win 4-2. Once again, you out hit them uh, by a considerable margin, 11-6. to six. This time it was Taylor Heaton in the circle, seven innings, five hits, two unearned runs, struck out five. Uh, Heaton, I know, has been a big part. We've talked about her a lot, but uh, your offense really picked up in a big way as well. Maddie Miller had a, I believe it was an inside-the-park home run. Katie Jo Richardson continues to have a great year. She had a big hit, came in with a pinch hit, and delivered a, a bases-clearing uh, double. Uh, when you have players you can turn to, because we, we've known about Kennedy Cruz, we know about Ali Gore, we know about Ali Jones, you know, we can go on and on. 
Uh, and obviously, Katie Joe Richardson was with you last year, so was Taylor Heaton. But now that you have those players to turn to in big spots, you're pinch hitting Taylor Heaton, uh, Taylor, uh, Katie Joe Richardson, pardon me, uh, with bases loaded in a big spot, trailing two runs late. Uh, you're relying on Taylor Heaton to go the distance, and they're doing that and, and succeeding its top caliber programs. That's got to really make you think you've got a lot of depth to work with this year. Yeah, Taylor was great, and I'm super proud of her and her work ethic. She's put in a lot of work to uh, be the pitcher that she is, and I feel comfortable throwing her against anybody. Um, uh, the the two runs that she gave up, that that was my fault. I told her it was just a bad pitch call on my part in that situation. I was asking her to do something that she wasn't completely comfortable doing and uh, gave up a hit. They were unearned runs, but uh, still, she pitched great, seven innings, only five hits, and struck out five. So I feel really good anytime she goes out there. Katie Joe Richardson, um, to come in in a pitch hit – pinch hit roll and come up with that big double to clear the bases and give us the lead. Uh, that was certainly the biggest at bat of the season for us through our first eight games. And then you mentioned Maddie Miller in the park home run. She has the ability to slap. She can power slap, and that's what happened there. She power slapped and one-hopped the wall in uh, right field and was two for four in that ball game, and that's why she was player of the week in uh, our conference this week. Yeah, Maddie Miller, eight for 13 overall this weekend. Had a really good uh, really good weekend for you all. Uh, you continue all against Grinnell on uh, on the final day of the Fontbonne Tour. Uh, offense showed up a little bit bigger, seven to four win. Uh, Carruth gets the win. She's four and oh. She goes four innings, even five hits, no runs. Struck out five. Grinnell scored some runs late off of, off of uh, relief pitchers. But uh, the offense showed up in a big way against Grinnell. Being able to win both ways, uh, you, you know, the first couple of days it was limiting damage, and then and then getting the timely hits against Grinnell. It was it was really, frankly, just getting a hot start, and then really, you know, knowing that your your pitching staff was not going to give up seven or eight runs in the final four or five innings. Yeah, I mean, Grinnell's a Grinnell's a good team, and um, Kennedy started the game, uh, did great. We ended up uh, going, I believe, with Natalie. Parker, who came in and gave us three good innings. She gave up some runs, but she pitched pretty well. Uh, they just put some good barrels on the ball. Like I said, Grinnell can swing it, and I was pretty impressed with them for sure. And then offensively in that game, we only scored in the first two innings, and that's one thing that we talk about sometimes is we can't have those uh, long – innings where or in a row where we put up zeros we've got to try to score and scratch in every single inning and uh, fortunately for us in that uh, first two innings we were able to get off to a good start so um, proud of our pitching and our defense holding on to win that game yeah you scored two in the first cage uh, Richardson another two RBI hit uh, and then you scored five uh, in the second inning, and, and that was all that you needed. But like you said, you want to be consistent. You want to be able to see, okay, we're going to pick up a couple more runs in the latter stages of this ball game, and, and really put this thing away. Uh, you wrap up the weekend against Illinois College, an 8-3 win there. Uh, once again, a, a pretty good start. You jump out to a 4-0 lead uh, in the second inning. This time it was Natalie Parker. We just talked about her pitching, but obviously she's got a good bat as well. Uh, when she came in uh, to Bellhaven, I guess, last year, she was coming off of a year where she was one of the best extra base hitters in, in junior college softball. It's a three-run home homer uh she gets you off to a fast start 
Uh, and then uh, Bell West goes the distance, seven innings, six hits, three earned runs, uh, struck out eight. She was really, really good as well, continues to be great. But having Natalie Parker, who who obviously has hit well to start the season, uh, be a, a kind of a new addition to your lineup. You weren't relying on her as a hitter last year. She was pretty much a pitch, pitcher exclusively. This year, she's hit really well to start the year, a three-run homer to kick things off against Illinois College. She was really good in junior college. She could swing the heck out of it. Um, and then last year, our pitching depth was so great that um, I needed her because she was a, a big arm for us, and she's been all-conference her last two years, um, you know, kind of as our number two, 2A, two 2B two type starter. But I, I knew she could hit, and she's put a lot of time into working on her offensive game this year, even more so than pitching. And she may be used more defensively and as a hitter this year than – than she is as a pitcher. And I think it'll do her good physically to to do it that way as well. Um, you mentioned Belle West. We knew what Belle could do. She just misses bats. And she spins the ball really well. She gave up three runs. It was late, kind of after she got a little bit tired. But seven innings, only six hits. She struck out eight. And it's just steady. I don't think she walked anybody in that game. And uh, when we are throwing a lot of strikes and we're not walking batters, we're in pretty good shape with our pitching staff. Yeah, that's one thing that's interesting is obviously uh, with Kennedy Carruth, uh, you know that you're going to get a lot of strikeouts, limited contact. You're probably only going to give up, you know, at most one or two runs in the start. But but when you get deeper into that rotation, you need pitchers who are not going to give up free passes, are not going to let innings spiral, yeah. gives your bats a chance to win. And and you've gotten that recently, especially from Taylor Heaton and, and Bell West so far this season. Uh, your pitching staff is an ERA of 138 combined, uh, opponents hitting under 200 against you. Uh, and the really big one is uh, your walk-to-strikeout ratio as a staff, 16 to 62. Uh, that's going to give you an opportunity to win basically every time you go out there uh, when you're limiting those those free opportunities. Uh, we talked a little bit about uh, some of your hitters and, and what they've done. Talked about Katie Jo Richardson. She's hitting 450 so far this season with an OPS over 1,000. But now you got Maddie Miller and Ellie Jones hitting over 400 as well. Uh, your bats have come on uh, really strong to start the year, hitting 332 as a team. We, we talked about we thought the lineup was deeper uh, than it maybe has been in recent years at the beginning of the year, it really seems like that's showing up in the box scores. Yeah, we we have an approach mentality right now. We focus on our approach at the plate a lot. We talk about it uh, in BP sessions when players come through and take their cuts in BP. We talk about it in pregame, what we want to do, what we want to look for uh, with certain pitchers that we're facing. And they bought into that a little bit, and I feel like it's really helped. That's why we've got three hitters over 400 right now and a number of other hitters over 300. So uh, it's been pretty balanced up and down the lineup. We're getting production one through nine for the most part. Uh, so, yeah, it's uh, uh, a pleasant surprise for some uh, to see them put up the numbers that they're doing so far, but we'll take it for sure. I also want to mention uh, defensively, Sarah Stockstill has been a rock for us. We really didn't know who was going to be our shortstop. And I think she started it short every game this past weekend and made some really, really nice plays at shortstop and has kind of solidified that. Carly Fudge has done a really good job along with Natalie Parker at second base. And I feel like going with either one of those at second base, we're in good shape on D. Uh, let's take a look at this upcoming weekend. Uh, you're 8-0, by the way. Uh, went and looked at that earlier. That's the best start to a season since 2010. 
for the softball program, which is pretty impressive. I think y'all started the year 10 and uh, 10 and 0 in 2010. Uh, you're headed to kind of really. Uh, this is going to kind of be the. I guess the the real true hey, where are we weekend uh, in terms of uh, where you are on the national stage. Uh, you're going to the NFCA Division Three leadoff classic where you're going to play a handful of ranked teams. I know that there's been a little bit of a schedule adjustment uh, with the front end. You were going to play Texas Lutheran on Friday. Now you're going to play Illinois Wesleyan uh, Thursday evening. Uh, but you're still going to take on uh, number 13, Case Western. Uh, you're going to take on number 7, Linfield, number 23, Concordia, Wisconsin, and number 1, Trine. Uh, this weekend, uh, you, know, you played in this a couple of years ago you had a really good showing uh, you, you took down DePaul who was the number one team in the country at that point uh it was a really kind of you know here's Bellhaven we're here we're on this national stage now it's solidifying that and making sure that people realize that there are no steps backwards that you're going to be a national powerhouse uh kind of moving forward how do you approach this weekend knowing that you're taking on great teams probably the best teams you've played this year uh but there's really no opportunity for a let up for y'all well Having experienced this event two years ago, like you said, I think it helps. We kind of came in under the radar two years ago. Nobody really knew a whole lot about Bellhaven, and then we went 6-0, and um, beat Trine in that tournament. They won the national championship, I believe, that year, either finished second. So we knocked them off in that tournament. You already mentioned DePaul. But this is going to be tough. Um, we're going in. The schedule has changed a little bit. I was looking forward to playing Texas Lutheran because we played them in a regional a year ago and always enjoy competing against Wade's teams. But uh, it's going to be challenging. Case Western is really good. Winfield, Trine, Concordia, Wisconsin. We also play St. Benedict, who we've played in the past. We know that they're talented as well. They may not be ranked, but uh, that doesn't mean they're not good because they wouldn't be in this tournament if they weren't a good team because they only take uh, the best in this uh, D3 Elite. So um, looking forward to competing. I feel like it will be a test for us. It'll kind of tell us where we're at. But last year we played a similar schedule and we didn't fare too well early in the year. And we thought that would tell us where we were at, but it really didn't tell the whole picture because we won 27 straight after that yeah. and ended up winning a regional and getting in a super regional. So it might tell us a little bit, but I don't think it paints the whole picture for sure. From a test perspective, and and I think you're probably right on the nose that it doesn't actually tell you the whole picture. Still early in the season, regardless of how this weekend goes, uh, you know you can still make your regional case or or frankly lose your regional case depending on how the rest of the year goes. But from a test perspective, you your team has started eight and zero. Uh, now you get to go, okay, where where does this 8-0 kind of, uh, I guess, kind of fit for us, and, and where do we need to get better? Where are we really strong? Uh, is that how you evaluate this? Okay, this you're to be at this level, we need to improve here, or we are at this level, we're at this national contender level in our lineup or our rotation. Is, that, is, it, is it smaller takeaways like that? I think it is, and after going 8-0, we really don't know what we really need to improve on because we've had so much success so far. Again, we haven't played the schedule that we're about to play. Yeah. Uh, that's no knock on the teams that we played up in Illinois because I'll tell you, Carroll is in a regional uh, a lot of years. They're, they're really good. Uh, Hope was a really good team. Um, but there are things that we know we need to work on. We just don't know what they are yet because yeah. we haven't been put in those situations in games. 
Well, the Blazers will be in action this weekend as they head to Columbus, Georgia to play in the NFCA Division III leadoff classic. Four ranked teams on the tally. It all gets underway on Thursday, 5 o'clock Central against Illinois Wesleyan. And then, obviously, the schedule will kind of be day-to-day. There, I know there's some inclement weather out there. Uh, you can always keep up with those updates on the uh, Bellhaven Twitter account, Bellhaven Softball Twitter account, at BellhavenSB underscore, uh, or on the Blazers uh, website, blazers.bellhaven.edu. All of those games will be available to stream as well. Uh, that link Link is available on the Bellhaven Athletics website. Uh, Coach, good luck this weekend. We're excited to see you compete against some of the best in the country. Kind of an early preview uh, of what some uh, tournament play could look like for the Blazers and, and really nationally uh, in Division Three this year. Yep, thanks, Kenneth. You heard from Bellhaven head baseball coach Andrew Gibson and head softball coach Kevin Griffin on their successful starts to the season and wins this weekend. We'll be back to talk to him next week. Both teams busy, busy stretches over the next couple of weeks. Lots of baseball and softball to talk about, and you can catch it all here on the Bellhaven Diamond Talk radio show on the Blazers Sports Network.